0: What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Oh-ho-ho,
1: ho, baby! What is up? Buffalo Fanatics, Z-Bot here with you. On a Monday, but we're not live on the Buffalo Fanatics YouTube channel. Instead, tonight, we're pre recording because I'm bringing you a very special edition of the Smoke Break this evening that I am very excited to share with you. It is officially Super Bowl week, which of course means the bills are not playing. Stop me if you've heard that one before, but we still got to watch the game nonetheless. And since our rooting interest has been put on the back burner, we no longer get to watch Josh Allen and the boys compete. We got to have a little stake in the game. We got to have something to root for, especially when one of the teams out on the field, are those kansas city chiefs you gotta have something to pull for and that's why if you're like me you're gonna have a little scratch on this game to make it that much more interesting this is the christmas of uh, football that's what the super bowl is but it's also the christmas of the sports betting community and when you coincide the two that's what makes the super bowl so special so today i have a very special guest who's going to be joining me matt mitchell And Matt Mitchell is the longest tenured producer at the Action Network. And he also just so happens to be a diehard Buffalo Bills fan. And I bring him on now. Here he is. Matt Mitchell, thank you so much for joining me on a busy week, Super Bowl week. I'm so excited to have you.
2: Oh, Always happy to join a fellow Bills fan in any pursuit. Happy to talk gambling anytime, anywhere.
1: Bills, gambling, and all we have to knock off, well, we already knocked it up, uh, off air. We were talking about the Flutie Flakes and the Kelly Flakes. I got the Josh's Jacks. So we got all the bases covered. Now we just got to dive into the game, Yeah, the intricacies, right? And then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep it grooving from there. But if you don't know uh, the Action Network, this is kind of where I want to start because I talk about the Action Network every time I bring up gambling on the show, which isn't all that often, but... Uh, This time of the year, I talk about it a lot more but because, of course, you know, the main rooting interest is gone. Now I got to have my ancillary rooting interest to kind of fill the void. So Matt is a producer over at the Action Network. He's been there since 2017. He produces one of my favorite weekly listens, and that's the Favorites podcast on the Action Network, Podcast Network, and the volume, and that's with uh, Simon Hunter um, and uh, and, uh, why am I blanking right now? Chad Millman, my the guy Chad who signs my Patreon. I'm yeah. missing on Chad Millman. Yeah, you want to know what it is? I think it's because Simon lately has been on such a heater that yeah. I have been like dialed in onto Simon's account on the Action Network, which you can follow people, and it's amazing. So if for those who are just listening for the first time, uh, Matt, about the Action Network, what would be the best way to describe what it is in your opinion, since you've been there for so long and watched it evolve? How would you describe the Action Network to somebody who might not know what it is?
2: Sure. So the Action Network is a sports betting media company that provides gamblers of any level of experience, kind of uh, everything they need to uh, go with more than just their gut. And we also run an award-winning app that lets you uh, track all of your bets, see how they're doing, see how they're performing in real time. It's won the um, Fantasy Sports and Gaming Association's best sports betting app every year i think since since it's existed so it's a it's a wonderful tool but we also have podcasts that i'm in charge of as audio director we have um you know uh, youtube youtube shows we've got written content we've got everything you need for basically anything you can gamble on which is quite a lot
1: right and when matt says the app is award-winning i mean it is for good reason i am on that app daily it has everything and as i was referring to earlier uh, in regard to simon hunter who is on Uh, one of the shows that Matt produced is one of my personal favorites, the favorites podcast. Uh, When I brought him up, the reason for that is because you can follow other betters, professional betters like Simon on the action network, and you can kind of get a good read as to what people are thinking about on certain picks. You can, you can break it down based on who's on one side, who's on the other. There's a million different things. This app is incredible. So, just, you know, the, I would say this without you here, Matt, but since Matt is here, to double down on it, the Action Network before the big game, you want to get it. You also want to tune into Matt's work because it's great stuff. So, Matt, in addition to the uh, Action Network, uh, your day-to-day job, of course, one of our biggest day-to-day jobs, and we're wearing the gear we're wearing right now, is being a Buffalo Bills fan. Talk to me, Matt. I know listening to an episode a couple of weeks ago that I knew, I, I knew you were a fan. But I immediately found out how much of a fan you were when uh, Chad and Simon told the story of you on the flight during the Dolphins playoff game, where you had to you had to get the flight attendant to use the pilot's phone to get the score. What what happened there? Walk me through that one, because that really showed me. Okay, I knew Matt was a Bills fan, but he's really a Bills fan.
2: So I'll try to truncate the story, but like <laughs> I, I had to go to New York. Action Network was launching a, the opening of a new studio at our headquarters in Manhattan, so I was mm-hmm. going there for that. And the, the deadline I had for booking my, my ticket was basically as soon as the Bills-Bengals game ended. Uh. So beca- because that game obviously was, was suspended and then canceled, I was going to use that game to determine whether or not we, we were likely or not to have the one seed. Because if we had the one seed, I could leave on Sunday, right. and I wouldn't. I wouldn't impact that game. Wouldn't be playing. And as it turns out, to make to make a long story short, I ended up being in flight during the end of that game. Oh my God. Only because it was the longest first half in terms of uh, minutes yes. in first half in playoff history. It was an endless first half and I'm in the airport thinking why can't this just end the half oh I'm never gonna make it and yeah. I'm, I'm watching on the plane and the wi-fi goes down oh, with God. I think it was four game minutes to go
1: oh, dude that is my living nightmare right there was, that is was, a living and nightmare.
2: I and I think and it's certainly mine and I <laughs> I you never know with a you know with a on, a, on an airplane when the wi-fi is gonna work sure yeah it. no, it's not but I think in the back of my mind I thought, oh, I'm not going to get out of this alive, and I just I didn't want to confront that because there's nothing I can do. Right. and it it goes down, and I just just close my eyes, and be like this is it. You're you're in hell. Like you right. you did it. You wait. You know you went 17 years of your adult life without yes. seeing playoff games. You you know they're finally a thing you get to enjoy every year. And during the only part that really matters, you're now in the only unless you're under the ocean. Right. The, only place, the only place you are now, it's dark. You just have yeah. no, no information. I, I feel like I'm going to throw up. And the flight attendant walks by and looks at She's like, are you all right? And I go, it, it had been like uh, 15 minutes. So I, I, assumed, <laughs> I assumed the game was over. Right. I go, ma'am, I need to know the score of this Buffalo Bills-Miami Dolphins game in the worst way. And she said, and I'll give her credit. So she just maybe she just looked me up and down she said but she is this saw it a, on you. it was visible she said she said yeah. is this a gambling thing or right. a fan thing and i said it's both those things <laughs> and yes, she yes, she yes. looked real spooked and she went i'll be right back and she walks to the front of the plane and she gets on the little phone to the yeah. cockpit and and she she talks for a couple seconds listens hangs up walks back tells me the final score and that the bills had won and then i felt I was on cloud nine because it was, Ugh. it was going to, it was about to feel like a 30 hour flight to New York from yeah. Milwaukee, my my home, if, if she had said the wrong score. So I well, uh, I'm consider myself lucky.
1: Well, what a legend she is for one, yeah. not for, yeah. for multiple reasons. One, she saw it on you. And instead of just thinking it was no big deal, like most people probably would, because you either get it or you don't. I talk about that nonstop. Either you understand what that feels like or you totally don't. There had to have been part of her that was totally like, listen, like, this is this is a legitimate you know situation for somebody who, like us, worst nightmare would be missing that. And back to your point about that game, as far as the first half is concerned. it was just one of those games. Not only was it like legitimately the longest first half of all time as far <laughs> as time is concerned, it, that game just would not end. I mean, that Wouldn't was a end. nightmare in itself to have to do that on the flight, too. But I'm sure in your situation, you know you have the flight later that day. You go up 17 nothing. You're probably yep. thinking you're boarding boarding that plane no problem at all, right? I I again,
2: shame on me. They go up early and I think, oh, I'm playing right. with my kids. I'm getting yeah. I'm packing all my stuff up. I'm like, oh, this will be great. If the whole thing will feel like Mardi Gras. The whole plane, yeah. the plane will be great. Like I've never watched a Buffalo Bills game in my whole life. And I yeah, it starts <laughs> to turn south kind of <laughs> immediate, you know, all at once it starts to fall apart and and uh Shakira or whatever drops that fifty yard bomb and I think, mm-hmm. oh, this is this is gonna be a bumpy ride for me. And were you, uh, yeah,
1: it's rough. Were you at the airport to open the half when Allen got the strip sack fumble? Were you at the airport and watched and that? I,
2: yeah. And I'm watching and it's you know, there's no Buffalo Bills fans in the Milwaukee airport. Sure. So I'm watching and and these guys next to me are like, Jesus Christ, what a clown play that was. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah I would so. I'd hate I'd hate to care about this team. <laughs> so uh yeah, it was it was awful. It was Dude, awful I, I'll tell you what,
1: that's a classic. You know what, though? The better situation would have been for your event to be the following week and the flight be during the Bengals game, so you didn't have to watch that at all. Now that we all know how big of a fan Matt is, okay, let's get your perspective. The season, as far as expectations are concerned, I think anybody signs up for 13-3, and three, no matter how you get there. I think everybody signs up for the type of season they had at least numbers wise. If you're a true, you know, fan that watches every down of every game, the bills had something about them throughout this season. After about the bye week where things didn't feel entirely. I don't know. It it wasn't clicking the way it felt like it was in the beginning, but yet you still keep winning. So it's kind of tough to face that head on. They faced it head on against the Cincinnati Bengals in a game that, I mean, let's be frank. They just really never seem to have come out of the locker room. So throughout this whole season, and then that happens, as you look back on it, what was your overall perspective on how the season went? And then where were you as far as how it ended and kind of how you took all that in?
2: Well, you you nailed it in that. Like I'm, I'll be 38 uh, a week from today. So I've done, I know I'm the music city miracle was a formative and very vivid experience as a teen. Right. And then, uh, a built every single thing about my life changes before they make sure. the playoffs again. If you had told me then, Hey, you're going to have a kid. You're going to be a grown man. You'll lose all your hair and you'll have a child. Uh, by the time they make a meaningless playoff game again, I, I would have loved to ju- jump ship, but instead I picked up a, a gambling habit instead. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I have enough experience to know 13 and three. That's a nice time. Like it's, it was nice to enter the season assuming a playoff birth would be a foregone conclusion and it was and as someone that is balancing work and two kids under five and a guy i gamble i've gambled every single day since 2009 you know uh and, and a marriage and trying to stay married you can't it's a lot uh, of plates yeah you i i always tell my wife like i get it that i'm gonna take this time and watch this bill's game by any any way i can get i haven't I've caught every Bills game, just about every play of every game since like 95. Sure. And to do that, to work that into your lifestyle, you can't be, you know, break going to the kitchen and breaking all the plates when when you lose right. a game, you know? Right. So I have to keep it real. I got to keep it real steady. And having, you know, 13 to the 16 games be wins or, you know, whatever. I forgot the Bengals game didn't count. So sure. ha- having a season like that playoff the way it did it was nice it was nice that after most games i felt pretty good they tried to ruin my thanksgiving they were unsuccessful because they oh. got that win and of course it was as we we're sitting down to dinner it's like i think my wife's just like what an incredibly inconvenient thing you like to do you know and <sighs> it was fine and then you make the playoffs but yeah you, you nailed it the vibes were all off <laughs> Everyone was consumed with anxiety for that Bengals game. And that told Joe all oh, he yeah. needed to know. And yeah. everyone was, I don't think anyone was fairly confident about that. I hated that we had to play Joe Burrow because I as a gambler, I love him. He's right. cool as a cucumber. Sure. And and yeah, that was over. But I, I will say one thing I always shout. Just lose regular. If you're gonna lose, right. just lose regular. And they did the Chiefs game was a good example of how to not lose regular music city awesome. miracle like i don't want to have to remember the losses just yeah. lose and they did deliver me that they did they did like they, they lost by halftime i do this whole oh, yeah. routine when they're eliminated from the playoffs i use a bills mug every day then it makes me sick to my stomach to look at after they lose that playoff game i yeah. take it i wash it i walk it down to my basement i got a little closet under the stairs i walk it to the back shelf of that closet and i put the clean mug back there and i don't think about it again the first preseason game what i remember and i'd take it back out and by halftime i'm cleaning that mug out i'm putting it in the dishwasher i'm getting ready to walk into that closet so i'd already gone through the stages of grief and acceptance and all that by you know certainly by the start of the fourth quarter yeah so i could i could change my attitude by the time i you know see my kids again to dinner so i was uh (laughs) i I will say it ended poorly it ended poorly for every bills fan no one would say it ended super well but at least it was hopefully the kind of performance and experience that will cause real change and get us to where we need to go to, to finally get a Super Bowl.
1: I need to do the mug approach. How do you think I felt the first time I walked back into this room after that game? I want, I just I was sick. sick. But to your point, and where I found it to be much easier to swallow than the Chiefs game. After that Chiefs game was on, en- after it ended, the roller coaster of emotions was so. I can't, there's no proper word to describe it to the point where I felt just completely emotionally, I don't even think drains the right word, flat out dead inside for days after that, because of the ups and downs and then the ultimate down. I mean, you couldn't got, you couldn't have gotten worse. I accepted that game yep. after the second it went, yep. it went touchdown drive three and out touchdown drive three. Now I knew it was over right there. Well, you could just tell they didn't have it. So great point, And I completely agree. It's much easier to swallow a loss when you're watching it unfold firsthand. I mean, there was nothing in that game that was going to just switch on on a dime where they were going to get back to, you know, what we have seen earlier in the season. Um, But here's the tough part, and this kind of brings me back to to, to listening to you guys on a weekly basis, and I want your perspective on this too because, as you just said, you've gambled every day since 2009. It feels like when you have a team, you know, obviously for me, I love betting on all – all the teams, I love betting on the entire league, but with the bills, it's very tough because it feels like I have a better read on them than I would with anybody else. And sometimes when I see the lines, they're very head scratching when the Bengals line came out, the six, it made no sense to me. I had no idea in what world the bills were earning six points um, against the Bengals in that game. So my initial thought, right, and this is just coming from somebody who develops this instinct, the more you watch this team, the more you get used to what you see out on the field. I'm thinking that the Bengals plus six, that just seems like the better play if I was to be, you know, no, no no involvement, but then I'm listening to the favorites and Simon, who I've been all over all year. I've been absolutely loving the guys and what they've been laying out. They're loving the bills. And then I'm like, I'm in a complete dilemma here where I'm like, I, Did not understand this line. They loved it. And then I'm like, well, maybe now I'm starting to love it. But then you saw, I think, the culmination of what we were just talking about unfold. And I just wonder, from your perspective, is that something that's tougher to see if you're not as invested as a fan? When you see kind of like the trajectory the team's on, but they're not necessarily proving it in the win-loss column? Like, if you're watching the team and they're getting the wins, right? They're getting it done. But they're not necessarily doing it in a way that is inspiring by any means. Like when you first saw that line, what was your initial instinct? Did you think that the Bills deserved that line? And did you think betting on that line before the game would be an adequate, adequate way to approach it?
2: Yeah. I, you know, the, the line certainly surprised me. I, I yeah. thought it, it, uh, it disrespected the recent trajectory of both teams. The Bengals were surging and right. the Bills were, 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 would be lucky to can be considered plateauing. Yes. If, you know, and like the watching the dolphins game could have easily been 28 to six at halftime, but it wasn't. And it right. wasn't because of referees, it was because we're, we're dropping footballs. And while that will kind of even itself out, that kind of variance can even itself out over a season, you know, after mid-October, boy, we sure were dropping a lot of balls. Like, right. boy, we sure oh, we sure wow. were, you know, it, it, we were playing to form and the Bengals game was, it was uh, it was certainly a miss on Simon's part and lots of experts' parts, but it, uh, because you know it was no one predicted it would be a non-competitive game. See that's uh, where it's and that's weather, mean, right exactly. You know, and weather plays a big part in that too. And sure. like that was the I think it had snowed. There had been no meaningful twenty twenty three snow right. in Buffalo till the kickoff. It's like that's yeah, it's too bad, but like yeah, uh, the snow wasn't the reason we lost. I'm not I'm not making an excuse about that It was snow. No, no, no. They, yeah. like I said, it was over. It was over quick. And they just didn't. They just didn't play to form. And the Bengals played. You know, I think they had a wonderful game plan and executed it better. Uh, and that that showed out from the opening, the opening kickoff to the very end of the game. But right. I'm. They were a te- the Bills were a team that that didn't perform super well against the spread uh, throughout the whole season. But yes. you know who you know who did very poorly? Kansas City Chiefs. They're I know the, they. They're the fourth team ever to make the Super Bowl. With a against the spread under 40%. The last team that did it was the uh the o4 Panthers, that team that uh that covered but lost against the uh against Tom Brady.
1: All you those know, 20, teams lost
2: the Super Bowl, right? All yeah, those they, teams. They, yeah. Um it's not a good it's not a good vibe when you're right. underperforming. So like it it just you know, the only games that matter are, are the playoff games. The only way yeah. to win a Super Bowl is winning playoff games. You have to get into the dance, and then you have to you have sure. to beat the team in front of you. Eagles had you know, the weakest schedule in the league. Doesn't matter. They, they, some would argue they haven't played a legitimate playoff game yet because they yeah. played the dreadful Giants and rolled them. Then they played a team without a quarterback and rolled them. But you can only play the teams in front of you. So I'm, I'm disappointed by the way the Bills season went. I thought they were... I've, I've known this team for too long and, and bet on their games for too long yeah. to feel extra confident in them by the middle of the season in terms of the numbers they were they were laying and they just weren't like last year with Dable. like they were putting the knife right into people's hearts even up you know up 12 late or whatever the kind of games we used to lose all the time and he'd be throwing 60 yard bombs and they'd be connecting them and like just pulling the guts out of teams and we that was not this team that was not dorsey's offense and that wasn't this team
1: you know it's funny with the with the when you correlate the fandom to the gambling when I listen to a guy like Simon, when I go on the Action Network and I see the experts for a game like the Bills, where I personally feel uncomfortable with the Bills being a six-point favorite, but then I'm seeing the Sharps coming in on the Bills, I get this surge of pseudo-confidence thinking, man, I mean, maybe there's just something going on here that I don't know, and it's making me feel really, really good. I personally try not to bet on the Bills because of that reason. Is that something that, that matters to you at all or not, or do you, are you all in regardless?
2: I, I would answer that by saying, and I do want to make it clear to anyone who's unfamiliar with me, like I am we hire experts, we have professional betters on our payroll. We have guys that do this all the time. I am not a professional better. I bet all the time I have almost none of my own opinions generally. I listen to the information our experts provide and they make my decisions from there. So like I'm not a I'm not a person whose information alone anyone should be seeking out. You should try to find it at the source, which is where I get it. Anyway, I actually don't mind people that bet their team's games. I would say whether or not it is your team or a team you hate, you can get a very good vibe for one team in any sport. And you can tend to get it right kind of all through the season. You kind of, you you see when they are, you can can tell the things that aren't on a spreadsheet when they are, not are not going to play to form. You can also get it totally wrong. And I feel like last year I was, I was, Profiting a lot on Bills games, especially Bills totals, because they were they were doing things like running it up. They were cashing totals because they were very bloodthirsty in games. And they weren't weren't labeled
1: that Super Bowl uh, favorite yet. They still had that leniency, right?
2: And this year, I just totally ate it all year. I couldn't, I couldn't. I would be filled with dread, and they'd win easily. I feel confidence, and they would squeak one out. Um, I thought we'd beat the Jets by 7 million and I still can't believe we lost outright to Zach Wilson. Like it was a, it was a weird season. I felt like I never could get it right. Uh, And, but yeah, in terms of betting with your head, not your heart, I, I I think people that gambling should be making the entertainment product better for you. It always does for me. If it is not, if you're already overly invested adding gambling to it, it's like, you know, I don't know, putting, putting chocolate sauce on a Big Mac. You don't, you doesn't need it. That's going to make it worse. And it's going to make you mad. So like, yeah. just, just save it for dessert, save it for something else.
1: And the reason I actually thought of that is because I was, I was listening to Chad and Simon on the favorites the other day. And, and Simon was at a crossroads himself because he, he loved, he loved the Eagles going into the Niners game. And I know there was a lot of variation as to who was on what side going into that game, but he, he had kind of mentioned how it was tough for him to to set aside the fact that you know, he just loves the Eagles. So is it just that playing into it? And I feel like yeah. that does that for me sometimes. So my general rule is to kind of just avoid it because I do, like you just said, you do wind up eating it at times when you think you got an edge or you think you know something and you see what you saw against the Bengals. And
2: the big thing, too, for me, the Bills are favorites a lot. That's nice. Yes. I, yes. I am, I, I've watched, there's, a, <laughs> there's this great quote from Dabo Sweeney where he goes, I, I'm not going to be mad after a win. No one's gonna be more miserable than me after a loss I take losses really hard I ain't gonna be miserable when we win right. and when the bills are favored and I'm like bills are up late they' yeah you know, they' have one more first down and they get it but they didn't cover the four and a half yeah I, I'm I feel so I feel like a horse's ass being like I waited 17 years for the bills to be good the bills yeah. are now really good I ain't gonna be mad when they win by three points because I want yeah. them to win by five so yeah. I'm I will say I, I'm less likely to, to lay the favorite with Buffalo
1: well, I'm right there with you because I broke my golden rule. I, I I laid the 16 like a moron in the in the huh. Dolphins game. And then and then you get off to that start and you're just, I mean, not only are you re- realizing you're moving on in the playoffs, so you think, right? But then you're also thinking you're coasting to this cover and it's just like the best feeling ever. And then it all coincides into one collision. It's the worst. I'm glad you brought up the favorites uh, as far as the Bills constantly being favorites. Only team this year to not be a dog. From your perspective, what were your thoughts on that and how Vegas perceived Buffalo? Because to me, when you look at the landscape of the league and then kind of how the Bills were playing after the bye week, it shocked me that even still, no matter what, every week the Bills were the favorite at the closing line.
2: Yeah, that was interesting. A lot of that will go into public perception entering yes. the season. So okay. the Bills were Super Bowl favorites. They were uh, inc- uh, minus 275 to win their division. Like the perception of them was being in a separate class. And then they ended up being small favorites over the chiefs. That was the one that was kind of a toss up. So I'm, and if they keep winning, even if they're not covering, if they continue to win, they will keep enough gamblers happy that they're not going to, the public's not going to turn against them. Right. And so I think they were able to do just enough to continue to warrant being at least small favorites over a lot of teams, because mostly because if the opposite was true. If you post Buffalo as a dog, they were going to get hammered in almost right. any one of those games. So it was, uh, I think a lot of that was just kind of market perception of the team. And a lot of that was informed by last year.
1: So you think that the, it was basically the trickle down of things. I think this whole season, it's weird. The 13 seconds in which Buffalo lost seem to have positively impacted them all offseason season. And then all throughout this year, everybody remembers what Allen did to the Patriots and then how he played in that Kansas City game. And it just seems like that perception never faded until they got absolutely trounced two weeks ago. It just seemed like that that was there. If you weren't a diehard Bills fan and you're a fan of another team who kept tabs on the Bills, it just seems like everybody had that in the back of their mind and didn't see this coming. And I think even for us, I don't think we saw it coming. I think we knew they weren't as good as maybe others thought, but I don't think anybody could have could have possibly saw what, what what came from the Bengals there. And then you think about, you know, you think about what went into that game and the injuries and how Kansas City the following week more banged up than Buffalo were just able to find a way. I think that, as a fan, that's what kind of hurt the most. As you saw Chris Jones with two sacks and they got what three sacks and three snaps the Bills couldn't touch them. So the way it ended, Matt, it was just that's, that's what sucks, especially when you look back at all these things. And that's the one thing I continue to look at is like, man, they were favored in every single game. They were the preseason favorites, and then they come out to begin the year. And they really show that maybe they, they really look like they deserve to actually have all of this confidence and everybody's kind of piling on top of them. It comes crashing down.
2: So. Yeah, that's the, the like, I was asked by Simon how do you feel about the Bills? I think they, were, they were like seven and a half to one. To win the super bowl yeah like how do you feel i feel terrible about it. like you know it's how do you it. feel just... i feel like garbage like right. I, I haven't i haven't watched us make a super bowl since i was nine to, am i excited about this totally meaningless uh like symbol that everybody right. loves us like no that, that doesn't do me any good wake me up in in january and then i can get excited about it but like i it does it does you no know favors and uh teams that haven't teams that haven't gotten there before teams that aren't that aren't uh you know tr- uh you know, appearing in Super Bowls, like right. like a Mahomes Chiefs team. Like yeah. traditionally, if those teams are, are you know overrated in terms of the market, like that never works out. It's a long season and tons of stuff can go wrong. And yeah. although enough stuff went wrong with the Bills season along the way that they endured and still won, that I, I was I, I wasn't filled with pessimism, like i had right. going down. I mean the Losing Von Miller was just dreadful. It was really an acutely painful injury in that he was, you know, a luxury good acquired for a very specific solution. And then goes down and we're back where we started and we knew where we started wasn't good enough. Right. And that was, and and that ended up being exactly true. And the part that stood out the most of many things in that Bengals game was yet another Bill's playoff game where the other team says hike and then four bills run into an offensive line and nothing happens. And I'm so sick of watching that game because I've, we watch it over and over and over again that yeah. I am, you know, that we efforted against solving that and then it ended up not mattering at all.
1: And that's exactly what I was just getting at when I was talking about Chris Jones and the, in the line uh, yeah. for Kansas city, what they were able to do. It's just, once again, like you just said, you know, that's the glaring issue. You had the solution. So you thought it's no longer at your disposal. And then the following week, You watch the team who does have a guy like Chris Jones, and that was a big difference in the game. So here we are, Matt, the Chiefs, once again, they're off to the Super Bowl and now the Eagles. And this is the other disheartening thing as a Bills fan. You're not watching the Eagles for the second time in less than a decade get to the Super Bowl with two different coaches, two different quarterbacks, basically two completely different teams. And you're wondering how the Bills throughout this period here have not been able to get to just one with Josh Allen. But one of these days, I guess that's what we keep saying. So it's Eagles, it's Chiefs. Um, before we get into the bets of the game and kind of looking at it at it from a gambling perspective, just being at the action network for yourself, but I think at this moment in time it's more prevalent than ever because this is the week where I feel like most people, if you're not huge into gambling on sports, this is like the week where everybody all of a sudden gets into it. But from for you guys at, at the Action Network, and since you've been there for as long as just about anybody,
0: what's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything.
2: Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at
0: 5HourEnergy.com
2: every time
0: and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars limited time only price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any
1: other offer single item at regular price Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.
1: You have watched the transition from gambling kind of being taboo to the league to now all of a sudden it's embraced in in totality. I mean it's everywhere now and because of that it is it is exploding. It's never been more popular. What's it been like for you as we hit the Super Bowl here where this is like the pinnacle for betting? What's it been like for you to get to this point and watch how it's grown from, you know, where it used to be where it was basically, you know, don't talk about it to now it's, you know, one of the biggest things to hit sports in in a very very long time.
2: Yeah, it's it's been incredibly gratifying. I uh, I wasn't in audio production. I wasn't in sports betting um, after college and early in my professional career. Yeah. And then I quit that. I went back to school to learn audio production. And I, I wanted to work in, you know, in, in podcasting in general and kind of audio storytelling, but I loved betting. I was a better first, um, but I didn't think of a future in sports betting kind of because it was, it was illegal. Like it just right. wasn't, it, it was everything was in the shadows when uh, I finished my, my master's program, uh, Chad Noman, my, my boss, uh, who used to be the uh, a dr- uh, executive at ESPN. And he yes. led all the betting coverage there among, among, he's the head of editorial. Uh, he left to go help found action network. That was, uh, that was when I was finishing the program for once in my life, timing worked out great. So yeah. uh, we finished, I say, Hey, can I, can I intern at this, at this company? And I was, I was too old to intern. I was a grown man, but it was like, I had the opportunity. I was able to get in and uh, the month I graduated was the month PASPA was repealed and the ban, the federal ban on sports betting uh, was removed wow. in May of 2018. The timing was exquisite. And because action had kind of uh, uh, had gotten a lot of whispers that that was probably coming down the, the pipe by the next football season, yeah. action, had, action had a head start. So now this is my fifth Super Bowl with action. That's, that's how many actions had. And I'm... Like it's so gratifying to see something I did every single day, mostly in obscurity, mostly in the shadows, or only with you know you you are at the bar, you realize another guy cares a lot about this blowout. Hey, yeah. you gamble you gamble on this, and you 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 know you you meet your other kindred spirits that way, to having things be regulated, out in the open, expansive. The leagues love it because it's a new revenue source. Yeah. The states love it because it's a new revenue source, and people who imagine it as this that gambling is exploding. It is getting more popular to a degree, but what it's doing, it's it's helping to eliminate a black market. Like you take betting you were doing with a bookie or you're doing offshore and you're turning it into normal action at a right. normal regulated sports books, like a, like a FanDuel or a points bet or what have you. So uh, it's been wonderful and seeing the public appetite for really for NFL grow and grow and grow because everyone, you know, everyone has to do their own journey through sports betting because it's an activity that can be very punishing if you, sure. if you do it irresponsibly. It, it's right. uh, like booze. It provides its own punishment if sure. you do it wrong. So I'm. Uh, it's been nice to see kind of people, what we talk about from going from the top of the funnel, making your first bat, kind of just getting into it, to come where we're more useful, which is middle of the funnel, end of the funnel, where you... You know what a money line is, you know what a good price should be, you, you know when a line smells off, you, you know how to not get taken advantage of by these crazy juiced up props. Like that's when we can really be of service and helping to service that growing number of people and help make make interested, intelligent bettors, even, even more interested, even more intelligent, make them make even smarter investments in the world of sports betting is very gratifying and helping to be a conduit for that, both on the favorites, the sports betting, uh, the uh, the Action Network podcast, our our other flagship, yep. which is a great resource this week, and all of our other ten shows, um, it's uh, it's been very nice to help service you know, kind of that need because the appetite for above replacement level betting content is growing. Yes,
1: row. and and that's where I got to double down on behalf of Matt here because everybody who tunes into me every week. Clearly, they are a massive football fan. I think the one thing that goes overlooked when you're talking about betting, and this is from my perspective, and the one thing that I personally love about it that even sometimes for me, I think, gets a little bit overlooked. From what I listen to, from your guys' stuff, what I get from the articles on action, and then overall just being involved in gambling on the NFL, I have learned an infinite amount more about players and teams and everything in between than I ever would have known before if it weren't for having that incentive Of the betting perspective. And I think what you guys offer, like when I hear one of my favorite things when I'm on action or when I'm listening uh, to one of the pods or whatever is hearing those insane, very like detailed stats that you'd never know otherwise if it weren't for a betting trend or something like that. And I think the cool thing about all this is it's really expanded the knowledge of everybody not not so much, you know, towards the, the standard bar talk or whatever, but it's a lot of deeper stuff that you would not have known otherwise if it weren't for having all this information like you just said, because it goes beyond the status quo of just standard, you know, we look at this game from each side and and this is why we yeah. like, you know, we like the quarterback better. It's way more than that. And because of that, I think you just learn so much more about the game itself.
2: Oh, for sure. It's a it's a wonderful approaching something from a betting perspective yeah. is a wonderful lens. Because at its best, it, it's a it's a disinterested lens. Yes, taking in Buffalo Bills content is like uh is like a guilty pleasure. I sure. love to hear I love to hear the most uh, uh biased Bills talk is like a oh. nice little dessert for me. <laughs> but the the disinterested nature of betting and what I what I really like is I kind of fell out of love with ESPN talk and like general sports sports talk as a like a twenty year old. Cause it was so unaccountable. I'm not a hot take guy. That's just, it's so boring to me because it's entirely unaccountable. That's why I don't like a lot of draft content, frankly, that that's not betting related. Cause sure. it's like, whatever your opinion is, and winners and losers of the draft or whatever, like, unless you're going to come back in three years and be held to account about it. I, I I'm not interested if you're going to talk about, you know, is this trade a good idea? Like, well, well, if you really love it, let's make a bet. Like, let's let's right. bet on the team's outcome. And, especially action network content and that's my job on the podcast i'm the i'm the arbiter of taste i fill in i'm the proxy of our audience it's like those old um hair club for men commercials yeah. i'm not just the president i'm also a client it's like right. I, I care about the content because i am the audience yeah. when i want our content to be unindulgent actionable and accountable if you're not just going to hear a bunch of rambling nonsense there's plenty of shows for that Uh, We don't make them because we're not going to compete in that space. You want to go listen to Bill Simmons uh, talk about the NBA for an hour and just have a good time. That's great. He does a great job. Lots of shows do a great job and they have celebrities and fun, fun people. If you want to (laughs) hear nerds and fanatics who uh, who want to be held totally to account for what they're saying and be proven right or wrong consistently and then reflect on that, we've got great programming for that.
1: And I think you're nailing all that on the head because I think the way you do it's great. Like because behind the informative stuff will be like the big balls bet of the week where you have an audio bit of a guy getting nailed on the balls. Like, I love that part of the show because you get that fun, you get yeah. that funness of it, but you also at the same time blend it perfectly together with the information. But it's funny the way you're talking about it here because when you're when you're getting into the nitty gritty of the nerdiness of the betting and whatever when I listen to the, you know, the national pundits or whatever, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Colin Coward. So I first discovered Chad Millman through him going on Coward and doing the sharper square. And then I was, I didn't even realize I had already had the action network and was already a big fan. I never put two and two together that that was Chad. And that's how I found your guys pod. And so it all kind of came together. I think you find an Avenue to get there, but that's the beauty of where we're at now and what you guys offer is you have all these outlets and the ability to get all this information in a way that's presented in a in an awesome way is, is the bomb. It's, it's, it's truly, I, I look back on it and I I think that it was a space that should have been occupied so much longer ago because you just see how many people absolutely head over heels love it.
2: And with a lot of, I mean, and I'll, I'm biased. I love podcasts. I'm an, I'm an yeah. audio guy. I like the audio medium because it lets you do a lot more and you can be a lot more um, portable and you can just kind of, uh, it's it's a nice accompaniment to doing other stuff in a no way doubt. that in a way that video isn't but being able to add a lot of rigor to a an industry and kind of a a niche market like sports betting audio that just kind of lacked it that a lot of it is either it's really indulgent or it's designed to be like a no cost live show that we're going to um print slap onto a podcast and now that's the that's the podcast version you're getting yeah you know, hear people hearing people sneeze on a show or whatever like i find some of that so like i'd never put my name on something like that so yeah. my 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 primary goal is also to make sure the shows are smooth and listenable and if i've done a good job it feels like i didn't do any work at all it feels like that's just how they right. were talking and like that's it should be like uh, like my dad would describe Gilmore girls it's just like <laughs> real life but better right uh, everyone's real real snappy so i'm yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited that I'm glad that you like it. I'm glad to tell your listeners all about it. It's just, no really, doubt. it's been, it's been a labor of love. We did, uh, yeah, we did 1,100 episodes across our, our various channels last year. We did 31.9 days worth of produced audio. Man. I am, I'm obsessed about this stuff. It's, yeah. it's what I'm all about. So I feel, it does feel like I'm living a dream.
1: Well, I think you are, man. And congrats. Cause it really is awesome. I got to say though, contrary to what your dad believes, I love the show's, probably because they're the opposite of Gilmore Girls, Chad, uh, Chad and Simon in the game, they don't talk nearly as fast as the Gilmore Girls. Those, those girls my, my girlfriend loves that show. Every time I uh, she's got it on, I go, how can you understand what in God's name they're saying? It, it, unbelievable, but it's a good way to put it because it is better than life, but in a way that's also much faster paced than, than regular life too. So
2: Yeah, like like a, like a golf course is to nature. It's, yeah. it's It looks like nature, but it's yeah. all cleaned
1: up. It's yeah. all manufactured. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm sure you've realized over this time here, you know, g- going from 2017, I'm sure the majority of your audience was probably people who are already very into sports betting. I'm sure that's grown into people who have obviously found out what it is and then have grown, uh, you know, an interest for it over time. And that's still continuing to happen, of course, right now. So as we head into the Super Bowl, there'll be plenty of people who – you know, either love football or don't bet on it or aren't necessarily huge football fans, but want to, you know, want something to root for in this game. For you, as you look at this game, if someone came up to you and said, you know, never bet on football before, but I want something fun to root for this weekend in the Super Bowl, what would be the fun bet for you that you'd recommend to somebody who's not necessarily huge into gambling?
2: Yeah, so like that's, I've I've always relished opportunities to talk to people who don't bet a lot but are, are yeah. a little bit interested or interested in, in event specific betting. Yeah. I always say, what's your goal? And if your goal is I don't want to lose money, that's one goal, because that's that that informs what kind of bet I would recommend. Sure. If you I wanna I want a chance to lose a little bit, but I'll win a ton of money. That's that would get me excited. Or I just want the sharpest angle. That's one. Um in terms of the kind of the nature of your question from for many people who are going to watch a super bowl and aren't regular bettors th- they're interested in how the super bowl is going to play out on its own merits yes. so what i what i discourage because i'm certainly fallen victim to this myself you you make a menu of bets that has grown into kind of a waffle house ask menu where it's too full some things might compete with other things you can't remember What you're rooting for at a given play, it becomes a little convoluted and you either have to set it all aside and you'll catch up with it after the game or you end up totally ruining your your kind of game watching experience and you kind of lose the forest through the trees. So what I'd encourage people to do who are interested in watching the Super Bowl on its own and want to bet do first first of bets, things that will be over in the first quarter. I love to do no scoring in the first seven and a half minutes, whatever, you know, the markets will change by minutes. It's, It's getting shorter and shorter. Sometimes it's like the first six and a half minutes now. Doing no scoring, that game starts, and you're in a full lather. And you so can, best. and you also provide some entertainment to your Super Bowl party because they're like, Yeah, oh my god, Matt's hoping nothing happens. He's hoping they run the ball every play to start this game. Yeah, um, he, he gets so mad when there's a penalty because the clock stops, stuff like that. And then, then it's over, then you're no longer a distraction. Yeah, you've won or you've lost. That's a fun one. The other ones I like are first touchdown scores. like, Oh, yeah, picking a player for each side who is a longer shot. Or maybe maybe one one who's like an even money or you know one who's like a three to one like a Travis Kelsey and then yeah. you pick another longer shot for the other team so that no matter who has the ball you have a you have an interest maybe you pick you know defense or special teams at like 30 to one mm-hmm. so every play is really exciting and you you approach it that way but once that first touchdown scored your carte blanche you're back to yeah. enjoying the game you lost a little bit of money or you or you had this hilarious win um, it's a good undistracting way to enjoy the game on its own merits. And not have you know people that do a million player props like God bless you, but like I can't I can't watch a whole game and keep track of how many catches Quez Watkins has. I'm not right. watching the Super Bowl through that lens. That's how I'm all
1: say. over that. I'm all over Ray Bond this weekend, by the way, with yeah. the Quez Watkins. I'm glad you brought that up because that's yeah. my sweater this week. And I'm glad you also brought up the lost in the weeds thing because that's where action has been for me. That is my favorite, absolute favorite thing about. it. If I had to track all the things that I put in on the app. I, I would never have a clue what the hell I'm rooting for. That to me, out of everything, because I get the notification where I'm like, I've, half the time I'll forget, and I'll be like, oh right, right, yeah, yeah I had that leg of it, right. Um, yeah. I am so glad that you said the no score in the first quarter because in back in college, we 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 called it first inning nectar. We would we would oh. bet on no score first yeah. inning. In every baseball game we could get our hands on. And we, and none of all of my buddies and I are huge football fans. None of us are baseball fans. But this goes back to your point where you said you're in a full lather, and especially for somebody who is not a huge football fan. That first inning was the most fun you could possibly have watching a sporting event. And this is coming from somebody who is just the farthest thing from a baseball fan.
2: Oh, the, the, I mean, I'm a total degenerate. There's no secret about that. Yes, run or no run first inning is also lovely because uh, sports, sports and by extension sports betting. Yeah. Don't always offer you the promise of, and it's going to take about this much of your life. That Bill's Miami first half is a good example. You you wanted that to just be over. It's taking up way more of your time than you want. Those first inning bets, you're like, I'm going to play some money and I'm going to have a a guarantee of seven to 13 minutes. It's going to be done for sure. Because if it goes longer, they probably scored a run. So, like, yeah. I know exactly how long it's going to take. I will be in a full leather from the moment that first pitch begins. And by the time it's over, it'll, I'll, I'll be able to move on with the rest of my day. And if you get someone else involved, you really get to Thelma and Louise over right. that cliff together. Because yes. you're just hurtling towards it. And it's <laughs> I, lost, I lost one in Reno. I had a bunch of clients, and they wanted to, hey, hey you're Mr. Sports Betting? I'm Back in my old job. Yeah, and I said, I told him, we're just going to do this, uh, uh, pick a game, and we'll do no runs. And they were from Philly, so we did a Phillies game. Yeah. What's that guy with the long hair, the white guy with the long hair and the big beard? Um, I forget who hits all the home runs. I forget his name now. But he, uh, he played there for a, a few years ago. Okay. Uh, Jason Worth, Jason Worth, Jason Worth.
0: Okay. Two okay.
2: outs, bottom of the ni- bottom of the first, nobody on, full count. He hit one that is still going. He hit one. He hit dead center over the batter's eye. I feel like it went. I feel like it was in the air for an hour and a half, and we all lost. And I and they were like, "So you find this fun?" I was like, "That was probably the best part of my whole week, losing that." (laughs) (laughs) Like getting the getting the drama. I I thought my heart was gonna explode out of my chest because I was one strike away, and then you lose it. I was like, "I'm high as a
1: kite right now." So that's uh, I, I love that you love that. No, you're killing me right now because we had a we had it on an Angels game. And it was the bottom of the first. And it's Mike Trout up two outs and he single single shot Homer. Dude, this was our sophomore year of college. Every time something bad happened to us in college from then on out, we called it getting trouted. That's, that's how much we remember that. So the fact that you just said that is killing me right now because I basically have the exact same scenario just scaled down in the college dorm watching Mike Trout just end our hopes and dreams of whatever it was. It was probably a $10 bet that we were going to use that night to go out with, and yep. we were just absolutely it's devastated, you know?
2: The, it's the best, ba- and you yeah. make that memory with each other, and it's so much that's... less convoluted than doing a, a, a you know a full – a player prop over a full game. It's like, hey, you want to manufacture some fellowship. Right with some strangers say, Hey, everybody here. I'm putting 50 bucks for each of us. And we're going to bet this first inning and boy, you get some friends quick.
1: No doubt about, uh, about it. Because
2: you're not asking them to hang out with you for an right. hour and a half. You're like, we're just gonna get like, a sports book, be like, yeah, all right, let's let's do it, man. And then if if you win, you get the money. You buy me a beer. And like, if the person's out a total creep, like, that's a nice friendship cheat code. It's hard right. to make friends as an adult, so it's no not, doubt that's like kind of a fun way to. Well, to either way,
1: you can cry together, or you can yep. celebrate together. It's the best. It's I best. gotta follow up on your point on the on the props here because obviously over at Action, you got a lot of great data, and then you got a lot of great guys who analyze that data, put that into the props place. So even though that. You have the guys that you work with, you know where you're getting the information, and, and they're putting it out, and they love a bet or whatnot. Are you still not into betting props just because you don't like to have to keep track of them, or will you go that route at times?
2: Oh, I'll do a few Super Bowl betting props. Yeah, like the markets move so fast, and I, I yeah. just had to play a prop guy. I like lots of stuff. Like I love action. Like I, lo- I love having action on anything. No doubt. But like props, props complicate my viewing experience. If I'm betting props, it's for a game I'm not watching. I'll bet yeah. if they really love an NBA prop. I, I'll I'll invest. I'm not going to yeah. watch that Nets game. I'll I'll check I'm, in and see if it won later. Yeah, and, they, I mean. and they'll they'll wait if I can get it early, if I can get it before I, you know, before I post the show, if I cheat right. and take the bets before anybody hears them. Like I'll I'll bet them. I'm not an idiot. But like yeah. I'm I, I it just doesn't I'm looking for a dopamine rush they don't give it to me.
1: Yep. I and I totally hear you because every time you do get to it, right? It, you go there and that's in the difference between the props like a yard or two. You don't yeah. think it's anything. It is everything. And by the time I see it, whatever they got it at, it's, it's the same odds, but way worse half the time. That I am in total agreement with. But there's something about the intricacies, I think, of the one particular player, especially when you're rooting for them to do bad. It's, yeah. it's the weirdest feeling in the world. Like if you got money on, on the team, to win, like say this weekend, if I'm taking the Eagles and then I got Quez Watkins under the yards, it is the weirdest it is the weirdest dilemma ever, but there's something I love about having like the game within the game within the game, but it's like the most stressful bet of all time because all of a sudden with, a, especially with the lower end guys, it's just one play. Like one they play. don't have to continuously do anything. They just got to have one, one and throw. And that's, and that's that. I think, um, that's,
2: I think that's part of it too. Cause it's the easiest way to feel like a total idiot. And I am, no, I'll no. lose, I'll lose tons of bets. I do like to just, like I said before, kind of just lose regular. I don't want to yeah. feel like a total idiot. Those those obscure player props where you're just like one play away. Guy catches yeah. two balls instead of instead of one. End of the game, he catches that second one. You lose. I feel like a total dummy. You're like, no what dub. am I doing? What a dumb, what a dumb way for me to lose money. I didn't even care about this. I'd rather get backdoored on a total. Um, no doubt because at least it was regular gameplay Yeah. just like oh i wish you hadn't been the one who caught that it's
1: right. ridiculous it was like last week uh, under isaiah pacheco receptions i think he opened the game with the first two the first two passes were right to him and it was it just felt <laughs> just like you were you're like how stupid am i i just the, just the dumbest and there's, and, and that's yeah, the thing it's like yeah. right off the bat too you know right if, off the bat
2: and if, you know it's also a reason i don't live in a mansion
1: like it's also <laughs> a real doing that
2: at a really high level is a sure. great way to get tons of money and get be so successful sports books will cancel your account or limit yeah. you
1: right. that's
2: not my i don't have that problem because, right. I, because I, I don't have exactly. the discipline to do it and i know that that's a me problem yeah um, which is why i that's why i produce the shows i don't star in them so like right. that's <laughs> take that with a grain of salt
1: see i like your i like your angle on it where you, you you have the fun behind the scenes i'm much more like you because to me the reason i don't you know the reason i'm not i i look at I, i'll read articles people are like oh like what do you do about being limited i'm like Dude, what are you you talking about? What are you guys doing that I'm not aware of? I I, I would pay to get the email that I'm being limited. Um, As we go into this one, Matt, as we go into the Super Bowl, and as you've kind of compiled, I'm sure, all the information that you guys will use throughout the week for all your shows and stuff – uh, as you've thought about the game as it comes closer, what's the one thing that you look at for the Eagles and then the one thing you look at for the chiefs that you think is ad- advantageous for either side if someone was listening to this and they were kind of thinking about going one side or the other what's the what's the things that you look at for both teams from a betting standpoint that you think plays in their favor?
2: For the chiefs, it's like we talked about that they were under 40 percent against the spread for the season. they were they did not have an amazing season. Yeah, from a market perspective, they they consistently failed to meet expectations in that department. A lot of times they're big favorites. That's part of it, but like that's a team I just watched almost lose to the Raiders in a game they had to win. Like they're sure. a, they're a team that can screw around and fall flat. And they, if we're being honest, probably should have lost to the Bengals last week. They probably shouldn't be in this game. So I'm, in terms of the perception, I think the Chiefs are being perceived perhaps as a little bit stronger than they are, especially with the injuries at at wide receiver. In addition to the uncertainty around, around the homes, if he's anywhere near as immobile as he was last week, they're going to have a real problem because his, his magic is always in both things is is throwing and running when he can do both. He's, he's at that maybe best of all time level without that. He he's, he goes back down to earth a little bit. He becomes just very, very good. Right. And to win the Super Bowl, they're going to need more than that from him. From the Eagles perspective, I, I will say <laughs> one of the one of the things I've heard that, including on our own shows, yeah. the handicap doesn't necessarily need to be more complicated than five years from now. Do you want to say, I got to bet Patrick Mahomes as an underdog in the Super Bowl? I mm. get that. Where you say, like, is this guy really going to lose? And I I don't ever mind that kind of thinking. Yeah. I'm just scarred, but I did that twice, twice in my whole life, I've done that. And I, I feel as confident today, even though I, they lost as, as I feel yeah. as confident that now it was, is Tom Brady going to lose to Eli Manning in a Super Bowl? And wow. then I said it again, it and again? He, lost, yeah. he lost both of them. And yeah. I still can't believe it happened. Oh, they haven't lost and a game I, all year. How
1: can I not back and, the guy? And
2: I hate the Patriots of course. Just being like, am I going to go to bed tonight and say, Tom Brady lost Eli Manning again. Right. And I lost my ass on that game yeah. because that's because I let the handicap just be that. Sure. So, I, I, I'm I too scarred by that experience of the Super Bowls to say Mahomes has an underdog. That's that's good enough for me. I think of that Chiefs-Tampa um, Super Bowl where the game was like they were getting pressure without having to blitz. Oh, yeah. Mahomes was running Destroy for his them. life. And right from the jump, went, you, knew, you knew it was the wrong side from the jump because they, they weren't able to throw it all over. They didn't look like they had any magic, any kind of go. Yeah. And I wonder if five minutes into this game, the Eagles will be that be that Tampa team for, mm. for Mahomes. And so I, yes. I think, although I I'm, I'm not I'm very unexcited about this matchup from a betting perspective, and the, I think the market reflects that. Yes. Um, it's just too evenly matched. Uh, and there's too many uncertainties. At the end of the day, that might be all I need is to just say I want the better defense. Uh, I've already seen Mahomes struggle when he's under pressure. I I don't I can't confirm whether or not that will actually happen until the game starts, but if I'm going to build a position, I'm thinking I'm going to approach it from that perspective of, I'm hoping that a dominant performance by Philadelphia's defense helps lead the way to them kind of grinding this game out and winning.
1: That's so funny. You say that you say, you're not excited about it from the betting perspective, but because of, you know, the narrowness of it, but that typically reflects in the excitement of a game like this because of how close it's projected to be. That's the funny thing about it. This line opened up where the chiefs, were favored by two, and then all of a sudden it completely flipped, and now it's settled in at Philly plus one and a half. It's kind of stayed around there. What do you think was the biggest swing as far as why it went from that line all the way back up again, and then it just kind of plateaued? And it, it, it really that line has not moved for almost a week now. It seems. What do you think it was from the beginning to now that has kind of altered the perception of this game?
2: Yeah, I think they opened as soon as conference championships concluded yeah. that evening. Chiefs minus two and it gets the Eagles get absolutely hammered till it flips over basically four points through the zero, which isn't that large a move right. uh, plus plus two to minus two isn't nearly as significant as two to four, for example, because it would yes. cross over key number of three. Obviously, you know that um, when when I but when I, you see the action, it certainly indicated that Yeah. following the most recent game, the thing everybody saw. There was more confidence among sharp bettors because that's who's betting openers like that right. in building a position with Philly as an underdog, taking that plus two because they, they, they speculated correctly that it wouldn't remain. They got a little bit of value. They were able to get plus money on an Eagles money line. It settles that now Eagles minus one and a half. There's no way this number's touching three either way. It's probably right. just going to die right here. Maybe go to two, maybe go to a half, whatever, in, a, in kind of a dead zone. 87% of Super Bowls, the spread doesn't come into play anyway. Um, so they won't in this one. So I'm, I, I think it indicated that from what people just saw, they saw Jalen Hurts look a little healthier than I think yeah. was being perceived. And it looked like Mahomes was pretty, pretty messed up, pretty injured and gutted it out. And he looked, he looked more and more hurt as the game went on. So I think it was buying a position on speculation that Mahomes wouldn't be able to recover fully in two weeks, which is probably accurate. Or yeah. even if he shot up, by the end of that game, that stuff will start to wear off, and he'll be, he'll be coming down to earth.
1: Who do you think's line's been more affected by their injury, the Hurts, the Hurts kind of banged up or the Mahomes banged up? Which side do you think's been more affected by that as far as betting is concerned?
2: Oh, I'm sure Mahomes. I think the whispers yeah. now started that the reason that, that Hurts missed so many passes, and he missed plenty in that game. Was yeah. maybe, it wasn't jitters, maybe his shoulders not as healthy as, as was being reported that some of that wasn't excitement, but rather just kind of a lack of accuracy from, uh, yeah. from an injury. That's way more concerning big picture, right. but I don't think we didn't see him, you know, uh, we didn't see him sailing one into the stands. You don't hobble around with a shoulder injury. So I, I think that again, another, what, what makes the game so hard to bet on. And so uninteresting to me from a betting perspective kind of versus other Super Bowls in the past is we're going to know the answer pretty soon. As soon as the game starts. Right. I don't want. I don't want to wait that long. I don't want to have action now. But uh, you you prefer your game, unlike the Bills Bengals game, to be decided kind of late. Um, you don't no want to. You don't want to start the game and think I'm drawn dead. So right. I'm 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 a little concerned because there's still yeah there's a lot of question marks left.
1: Yeah, I'm just like you because I've been continuously checking the app, waiting for something to move. I even have the alerts on, and I figured by now after it's been at least a week, it just seems like nothing's, I know the totals moved up a little bit, but it just seems like that line is stubborn. I've been dying to see if it moves at all. And I'm sure, what do you think? Towards the game, when it starts, do you think that it will alter to some degree? Or is this one and a half where we're going to see it finish up at?
2: Yeah, because the perception of both teams is pretty equal too. It's not like... Like the Bengals tend to be a fairly unpopular team. They're small market. They're, they tend to be unexciting for now. Yeah. Like the like the Jaguars. Nobody likes betting on the Jaguars. Like these are two prominent, well-respected teams with enormous vocal fan bases and exciting quarterbacks who can run around. Like it's not yeah, exactly. It's, I think there will be a lot of equal public action. You could make a very coherent argument for both sides very yeah. easily, which is. Um, Again, another another reason it's hard for me to feel super confident. And if I see anyone that's really, really confident, it tells me they're not particularly sharp. Like, no even, the, even the sharpest people we know are like, I lean to this side. I'm going to bet it. But they're not, t- you know, they're not slapping a shoe onto the desk. saying it's my shoe in of the week. Go yes. Chiefs. It, they, everyone with a with a brain should feel at least a little bit of um pull, you know, pull push and pull when it comes to this line.
1: Every one of the sharps I've heard from you from your guys' network, everyone has their reasoning, but then everybody has said, but I do understand completely why the other people have that reason. That seems to be what I continuously keep hearing. They just tend to favor one side more than the other, I guess.
2: If people like you and I had real discipline, we just wait yeah. to bet it live. We just say, right. I'm not gonna bet anything, I'll wait till the end of the first quarter. It's not how life works. So yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> exactly. get a couple of fat blues in me. I'm gonna get all juzged up. And I'm gonna start. Um, I'm gonna start firing off bets at at noon. So we are two I, peas
1: in a pod. You know, no what question. Are we gonna do?
2: What are we gonna do? You know.
1: <laughs> Before we wrap up, just a couple more. To pick your personal brain going into this game and how you're looking at it. Overall, is there one bet going into the Super Bowl that you bet no matter what? Doesn't matter who's playing. Is there a bet you just love to have down for every Super Bowl?
2: Uh, we have an expert, Sean Kerner, and Sean is one of the best player projectionists yes. in the, in the world, and that's not that's not me saying that a company fantasy pros ranks them Mm -hmm. a third party and he's top five every year it's no one finishes top five consistently it's too hard
1: And he's on the show with you guys tomorrow right you guys are doing a whole table we're recording as soon as this show ends you and i will record
2: our proper palooza episode of action network podcast and he'll also be on the favorites he's amazing one that he gives me every year and it's so much fun is who will pick a punting prop Oh. Last year, it was uh longest punt under 53 yards. So the minute, <laughs> nice. the minute, the minute they get to the, uh, their own 45, you can't, or their own 47 or whatever, you couldn't lose. So betting every drive to just make it towards midfield. And then you, I could breathe easy. I had so much money on that. It was so much fun. Didn't even come close.
1: Uh, that's amazing because midfield's like an end zone almost for your bet every it, time. Precisely. Exactly. That is and awesome. So, uh, and then if they punt you know he was like it's 50 yeah.
0: 50
2: but i don't think there's gonna be that many drives stalling out early but he always has he always has incredible reasons so he, i'm gonna wait he's gonna give me his favorite soon for the show i'm sure yeah and like and then the line will move and it'll be terrible but i think he's gonna do probably like a uh over under distance of the first punt like punting i don't know why i think that's so much fun but it's uh it's a it's a, a moment in the game that's usually kind of a, everyone exhales and it's gonna be less interesting and that punter comes out, I'm on the edge of my seat. Oh my so God. I think- See, yeah, but That's probably why you love it, because when
1: else are you on the edge of your seat when the punter's taking the field? You know what exactly. I mean?
2: So, yeah, I think that's, a, that's always a fun one. That and, like I said, the, yeah. the no scoring in the first X number of minutes, that's always fun, too.
1: So in this particular game, right before we wrap up here, is there one bet that's your favorite, and is there one bet that you are like, I wouldn't touch that if you paid me?
2: I don't think I can bring myself to touch this total, because I think this game could go. You. Could sail over 50. Or this game could be just like that Tampa Kansas City game where, yes. like, your over is dead. You you know, because you need it takes once you go over 47, it takes two to tango. You need right. two, you need both teams scoring. And I, I'm too concerned that after that first quarter, it's like now nah, one of these teams ain't, ain't it. One of these teams ain't getting to 24. So I, I'm not going to touch the total. Probably. I mean, I think at the end of the day, I'm going to bet the Eagles. I think I'm most excited
0: about a, sitting down
2: and being like, you know what? I'm going to get myself excited about betting Eagles. Maybe that sounds like the dumbest possible way to approach this game, but it's exactly I, I'm what do, I'm doing. Yeah. I think that's what I'm going to do. But you know what I, I can't, I'm not going to root for the chiefs. I can't do it. So Hell go, no, that's added week. fuel
1: all yeah. week long. I have been doing exactly what you're doing where I am just trying to, like, it's like everything you can find the angle to prove anything right for yourself. I have been trying to find the way to prove the Eagles right to myself. all <laughs> week. <laughs> So I'm on the same boat as you. Now, I'm wondering if you're going to be on this with me, and this is my last question to you. Are Do you bet the coin toss, and do you bet the national anthem? I got to know. Oh, uh, the anthem, for sure.
2: Anthem, okay.
0: you are my favorite.
2: Anthem, you have to. <laughs> you have to. Stucky gave me the best reason, Our, our one of our experts, Stucky, yeah. he's a great follow at stucky yes, no on Twitter. Doubt. Uh, he said he stopped betting the coin toss, one, because it's dumb, because you're betting the 50-50, and you're betting yes, it at minus minus ten or whatever. But he goes, every year, if I lose it, the game hasn't started and you took a really dumb loss, really yes. put you in a sour mood. And I yes. can't say of the 50% or whatever of Super Bowls where that happened. I'd be really pissy because, you know, you feel like you it just sets a bad tone so And in a, way, in a way that the Anthem doesn't because the Anthem feels like a bet. The coin toss is just, you're just flipping a coin. Like, that's not there's not a whole lot there. So I yeah, will it's... say Anthem is fun. D- just don't do the coin toss. It's, if you're going to do the coin toss, add it to like a six leg parlay so that you know that one's dead right away or like or it's going to be a multiple an enormous multiplier no doubt do it it, i guess what i'm saying is do it even stupider (laughs) play it even more stupidly Uh, Yes, this is bad advice but if you're looking to you know to do something like that take it all the way or don't do it at all
1: right Matt, this has been such a pleasure. There's been so many things you've said that I, I, if you couldn't tell, I'm just kind of like squirming around because I want to just reach out and say like, dude, you are reading my mind right now when it comes to half these things and no one else I talk about with this stuff, they ever feel that same way. So an absolute pleasure to have you on and be able to pick your brain about this stuff, because it makes me feel, I guess, a little bit more sane, but at the same time, it also makes me feel great to know that there's people out there that are also going through that same stuff where, I think when you're going through it, you're thinking, man, I got it. I, like you said earlier, I'm just the dumbest guy on the planet. I got to be riding this completely solo. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> yeah, I totally. Understand. Hey, listen, as Bill's fans, we're just empty husks inside. You better believe where, it. Where happiness and a soul used to be. So it's thanks nice to uh, to see my counterpart across the screen here.
1: Love it. Well, as we wrap up, Matt, let everybody know where they can find not only you, but what you got going on as we approach the Super Bowl here and what they can dive into as the game, uh, as the game nears.
2: So I am at. Old boy Uncle Mitch on Twitter. If you want to hear, you know, ramblings about a guy who ate $29 worth of McDonald's breakfast yesterday. But for gambling analysis for the best that Action Network has to offer, listen to the Favorites Podcast and the Action Network Podcast. They are wonderful resources, especially this week leading up to the Super Bowl. I think we have something like eight different shows. Um, oh, so yeah. anything you could want to know from a betting perspective, those two sh- shows will, will take you there. We've got Individual shows covering every other sport, but for those looking to bet the Super Bowl, the favorites and the Action Network podcast are great resources.
1: I I am so stoked to listen to you guys this week because I've been. I know that Chad and Simon have been hyping up the kind of the roundtable you guys are doing, so I can't wait to hear that. Can't wait to follow you guys all week. And uh, once again, man, thank you so much for coming on. And I really hope you enjoy the game this weekend.
2: Oh, I, I think I'm on a collision course with a good time. Thanks a lot. Happy listen. to come.
1: I feel the same way. I feel the same way. I, now, I will say the next time I have you on, hopefully, will, we'll, we'll we'll table this. The next time I have you on, we're going to be talking Bills bets in regard to the Super Bowl. That's what I want to pencil in right now. When the Bills inevitably get there, Matt, you got to come back on and give us your best yeah. bet. How about that? And,
2: and we'll have made so much money on the Super Bowl. We're going to have rich guy problems. <laughs> we'll have separate rich guy. We'll have all new friends. We'll have rich guy friends. So that sounds great. That sounds like a plan.
1: You heard it here first. Next time you see Matt on the platform, that means good things are coming your way to Buffalo. So can't wait. Matt, thank you again, brother. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Good luck, everybody.